0: Sands is a proud sponsor of the Long Island Tea
1: Podcast. With incomparable luxury, Sands leaves nothing to the imagination. To learn more, visit SandsNewYork.com.
0: We are the Long Island Tea, where we spill the tea. It's true. Uh,
1: We're from Long Island, so we say, how you doing? How you doing? I don't." We're in the middle of the vines. Yes. Because it's Memorial Weekend. So it's there's kickoff. Like...
0: We're here. It's summertime. Long Island a Wine of the Week. I'm thankful for
1: our hot teas. Yes. yes. That's like such a Long Island thing. We're just talking about real life. Right. That's what we do welcome back to another episode of long island tea where we spill the tea on living your best long island life i'm kristen and i'm sharon welcome back hey sharon how you doing huh. how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, me too. It's hot though. It's hot. Although by the time this airs, it won't be hot anymore. Right. We'll have the break. Yeah. It's supposed to be like thunderstorms and stuff. Yes, all weekends. Yeah. I'm excited. Here for it. <laughs> I need I need coming up on I'm Weather. i ready for a snow day. I know. I'll tell you that. It is crazy. Oh man. It's funny, we just finished filming our other podcast that we do called The Sea Sweet Tea. And yes. if you have not heard that yet, you should go listen to the Sea Sweet Tea, where we get your podcasts. And follow us also on C Suite Tea on Instagram. Um, but our topic over there was multitasking, yeah, and the detriment of multitasking. Mm-hmm. And but it's like literally what we've been doing all day. Just I'm just blurry. Yeah, I'm blurry. <laughs> it's so
0: true. And you know, like it's we're all guilty of it. You know, and some people love it, and some people can handle it and some people, you know. Yeah.
1: So go go listen to that because it's a really interesting. I think it's an interesting episode. Alyssa said it was her favorite one so far because she she related. Yeah. Well the statistics were just incredible. Crazy. And the fact that your brain only has so much bandwidth Mm -hmm. in a day to like absorb for for absorbing, you know, for being focused. Performance. Yes. And that's I think mine's there right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've pretty much reached that capacity. And I'm sure the heat Help does something to that too. The heat, so like, true. Hits you. You're like, I can't. Right? No. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a bunch we have a very special guest today that we're gonna get to in a minute. And I'm super excited because I've been hearing about Larry the Duck since I very first moved to Long Island. He's very famous. But um, you know, just real quick between you and me, I gotta tell you. Between you and me, between us, chickens, and <laughs> as now, hot teas. You by mean? the way, as hot teas, I get all those chicken TikToks. They that, thanks That's to you. Now hysterical. You did the chicken. You showed me the chicken TikTok, and the I chicken watched wars? it. And now I get like these. I get like. More TikToks of just see, chickens dancing that's than I get. So like, funny. They, I'm like, my feet is messed up. Did you see the um, one I sent you yesterday? Hilarious. It was so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. they will be back Talking now. about the end of summer. Yeah. Yeah. That was sweet. <laughs> I liked it. it um, and that was clearly on Long Island. Yeah. I right? had Arizona iced tea, which is made here on Long Island. Yeah. Deny, yes, yes so, I did. Um, so I've, I went to my very first uh, back to business because it's after September, right? Right? At reception mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here we go. It's jumping in. It's weird. You see everybody because everybody's been busy all summer and you're like, here's everybody again. Hello. Same, same folks. Hey, how's it going? How was your summer? Right. Great. Back to business. Yeah. And there's like 14 of those in a row. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to plan a lunch meeting. No way. Double booked. Double booked until like November. Yeah. I (laughs) was, yeah, I was getting texts this morning. Can I move my lunch from this day to this day? And then I had to say, sure. I got to move that lunch then here and then move this over here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but, but uh, yeah, it yeah. is all
0: good. <laughs> I think, you know, it, there's that multitasking. I mean, you literally going to different receptions and, yeah. you know, seeing all our colleagues yeah. and things like that. Crazy. How was the first day of school for your kiddos? Oh, what? Rough. Why? My daughters loved it. Um, both of them loved it, loved it, loved it. So excited. They love their teachers. Adorable. Uh, Brayden started junior high. So mm. it's that transition. Into changing classes and lockers and things like that. So he literally was so miserable. I think it's a big adjustment and he'll get over it. Um, we all did it. You know, it was all miserable for us too. Uh, but the, my school district does it differently. They do A and B days. Uh, yeah. I've never done that.
1: Yeah. Um, ours does that too.
0: And it's weird. So I think that's going to be a hard. I'm like, where am I going now, you know, type Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, But I ordered him Qdoba, his new favorite fast food restaurant, (laughs) to cheer him up because he was so that miserable. I'm like, he's starving because they eat lunch at 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, because they start so early. So when he got home, I was like, all right, bud, tacos are on their way. I'll door dash it. We'll sit and talk about it, you know. And then he was fine. But I do have to say, uh, he literally fell asleep at 830 last night snoring. (laughs) (laughs) I was like it's a he's lot. exhausted.
1: It's a lot and the brain power for the kids at school too. I mean, coming off a of summer and then just like boom 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 boom. I mean, yeah. it's a, it is. It's a big adjustment for yeah. all the kids. So. And he's a,
0: he was a walker and I live right by the elementary school, so now he's back to taking a bus and mm-hmm. it's like he forgot how that goes, you know. Right. So he literally got off the wrong bus stop, thank God, you know, a couple blocks away,
1: but yeah. I'm like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> He'll get it. He'll he'll get there. But um, but yeah, it's not easy for these kids, and especially again, a, a, this generation in particular mm-hmm. has had to go through so many adjustments. Yeah, and you know, le- relearn how to go to school and how to be social. Right. Um. And so it's a lot. Yeah. But it's it'll, good. It, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. he'll yeah. Poor, we'll we'll send positive vibes out. To, yeah. To be. But yeah, those those junior high. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. All the class changes. Yeah. You know, Tegan was like hilarious um she we sat at family dinner and mm-hmm. i was like tell me about your she's like okay so first of all we'll start with the bus then period one it was <laughs> she <laughs> be gave like you walks, the play-by-play uh, I, play. I love single. it oh, I was like, oh, good okay. girl yeah and so she's you know excited for open house already and once that's good to, and it's fun it'll be fun. i like to go to open house and you to get put a face with all of the stories that she tells yeah. about the different teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all sound great, and she, I think it's going to be a good year, so I'm excited. Um, we actually have a very special taste of Long Island today I I as well, wait. and I keep looking at this. I'm like, um, this is a new partner of ours, right? Mm-hmm. A gift Mix. Yes. And we were like looking at this adorable box that they sent us, and it's a box that you can, you know, send to people. It
0: reminds me of, like um – a fab fit fun yes, type of thing. Yes, a subscription a subscript- box. Subscri- Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, but they offer a modern and seamless gifting platform to easily find and send thoughtful gifts. Each gift is carefully arranged in an elegant gift box with a heartfelt personal message, which is adorable.
1: I love it. And I love that they're like, it's joy- it- spreading joyful moments. Okay. And it was founded on Long Island to help spread joyful moments and celebrate those around you. And Alyssa was saying, she's like, she just did one. She just sent one to... Was it your family member? Sister. Her sister. Your sister. Hopefully mm-hmm. she, hopefully she doesn't listen to the tea before she gets the gift mix box. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so this our staff is already using these and sending these to people. But this is so, so cute. And this one is filled with a vegan collagen eye bright brightening and firming. This is what I'm talking about. Um, and then oh, little yes. these are little candies. One of these, like little rose, frosé candies, little gummy bear things. Um and I just love the presentation. It looks very it looks very bougie as we like to say. Yes. A golden hour glow. Uh, oh, it's a bath bomb. Oh, so cute. Ooh, it smells good. Oh. You have to smell this. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, yeah. it does smell Ooh, good. I love I've never seen a bath bomb come. I thought it was going to be a candle. I know. It's golden so hour pretty. glow. And this Ooh, nice. one's a pink champagne
0: mug cake mix. So the fun thing about this specific box is um Angelica when she was setting it up with our new partner she said they like wine
1: and they like spas. Oh, so <laughs> they, like they the customize it. Yeah, customized box for us. I love this pink champagne mug cake mix. Do, do you? Tegan makes mug cakes all the time. It's so funny. Braden taught me how to do it. Yeah, and. You can make them in like like, seconds. Yeah, it's crazy, and they're they're they are delicious. And one says just add champagne. That's amazing. I love (gasps) it. That's so cute. That's adorable. Yum. So, um, thank you to Gift Mix. Uh, Do we have how that you can order that? Yes. So you visit shopgiftmix.com. Shopgiftmix.com, and they have many
0: different sizes and price points. So it's I think it's however you curate it.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. Well, and make sure when you're in the comments that you let them know that you heard about them from Long Island Tea Podcast Mm -hmm. so they know why you're contacting them. Um, So thank you to them. I love having – I mean, I've never heard of them before they became partners. Right. And so how cute. So cute. And especially it's so hard to buy gifts for people these days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to find something. And I just think the presentation is all packaged for you. Just make your life easier and do Mm -hmm. it. Um, Some other Long Island life that I thought was interesting. Yes. Um, First of all, just one more reminder that we have the Long Island Ducks Day. Yes. Coming up. September 22nd. September 22nd. Make sure you come to the Ducks Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, see our whole team. We'll all be there. Yeah, it'll be awesome. So you can meet us. Sharon and I will sign autographs.
0: (laughs) We will take a selfie with you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, we, yeah, we, we will stop and say hello. Don't be afraid to come say hi to us. Um, And then you can get your t-shirt to your commemorative ducks Long Island, Discover Long Island t-shirt. Um, and our our tourism symposium is also on the 20th. Yes. And so this is really cool. We're going to talk about, you know, how to do data, how to do social media. If you're in the industry or if you're a small business at all on Long Island and you just want to learn about how to where your customers come from and how you can tap into Discover Long Island resources, make sure you... And one Sign of the up. one of the classes that
0: we're offering is all about cybersecurity. Yes, and that's so important. I just saw that on the news this morning, especially with kids going back to work, uh, mm-hmm. back to school, and using their, you know, their Chromebooks yes. and things like that. How to set that cybersecurity up. Yes, and this sure- is
1: that class is being led by our our security team um, for Discover Long Island, which is proactive. Yes, they have been in charge of our IT and security for years. And um, so we really are grateful to them as a partner, too. And they're going to come and teach all the small businesses on Long Island that attend how to protect your business. Yes. Which, you're right, is so important. Um, and then I saw two interesting news stories. Mm. One is, did you hear that Belmont Stakes is moving to Saratoga Springs for two years? Yeah, due to the construction. My eye's twitching just thinking about it. My eye just, like, immediately started twitching. I'm I am like, know. Oh. I, it's because... There, we're completely renovating Belmont Park, right, where the Belmont Stakes takes, takes place, yes. and, and Belmont Raceway, and it's going to be incredible. Not Belmont Park, Belmont Raceway, which is different than Belmont Park, by the way. It's like Isn't when it? you say Massapequa or Massapequa, Massapequa Park. Park. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it matters. So um, New, New York Race Naira Naira, yes. which is New York Racing Association, which is at Belmont Raceway, which is Where if you know the Triple Crown, that's where that takes place. Um, it's a huge feather in our cap, the Triple Crown every year. Absolutely, and because it's. You know the last race,
0: yes, at, held at Belmont. Um, I was talking to somebody recently, and I'm like, we're going to, we're not going to allow that, right? We're going to put a stop to that. Apparently not. I guess we. Well, went into a listen, there <laughs> hasn't been.
1: A, I think the last Triple Crown, which is when a horse wins the Kentucky Derby and then the Preakness, and, and then, then they Belmont. have a chance to win the Belmont Stakes, which is the Triple Crown. There hasn't been one since 2018, I think, and it was because I remember that specifically because I was getting engaged in that exact moment. I think it oh, was Justify, were you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was I'll, I'll never forget it. But there hasn't been one since then. So, but we, it's still awesome to go to the Belmont Stakes, right. whether there's Triple Crown. But if there's a Triple Crown when it's at Saratoga, I'm going to lose my mind. I know, I'm going to lose my mind. So, anyway, I'm, I'll be like rooting for that. And, and Saratoga is so cute; it's a great place to go see horse races. But the good news is, it'll be when you come back. It's going to be a beautiful, renovated Belmont Gorgeous. raceway. It's Gorgeous. going to be this incredible stadium yeah. that allows us to do awesome things. And so it's going to be a million times better. So yeah, it's going be fine. We'll sacrifice for a couple of yeah. years. Um, and plus we have the Ryder cup during that time too. Oh, so so. All we'll, right. be, we'll be, we'll okay. be okay. Right. We'll be okay. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I was reading, you know, Durier's um, deck, Durier's lobster deck in Montauk. Yeah. And then there's also Durier's Orient point. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. Two amazing places to honor. They're big partners of ours. Mm -hmm. Love them. Duryea's Lobster Deck in Montauk, arguably the best place to watch sunset. Oh, yes. On Long Island. Oh, yeah. Other than Sharon's Target. Target parking lot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Other than that, and then... Orient Point. I still haven't been to that one yet, but I actually sent my friends Doug and Patrick there because they were taking the ferry, and I was like, "Oh, you got to stop at Duryea's Orient," and they did, and they sent me pictures like, "This place is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing." Um, But they came out with a new salad. Yes, uh, lobster salad, ninety-seven dollars. What? A ninety-seven-dollar salad only on Long Island. Green. Michael oh, says it's, huge. it's amazing. Okay. It's, huge. it's it's lobster. It's lobster. You're paying it's for the lobster. lobster. Uh, so,
0: a question though, is yeah. it like a green salad yes. with lobster on it? Yes.
1: Huh. It's a giant bowl of salad with lobster on it. Interesting. And a lot of lobster, apparently. Okay. What's happening? Okay, because we can kind of hear you guys in the background. So, um, okay. Um, and then before we bring on. Larry, the mm-hmm, duck, mm-hmm. just real quick. I just wanna go a couple of other things. Um the Eagles tickets giveaway. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, we, we have a couple of giveaways? Yes. We have about. Eagles tickets giveaway for September twentieth. Okay. So make sure you're on our social because that's amazing. And um we gave away our Hamptons brunch giveaway bag. Yeah right? The yes. Hamptons Interactive Brunch bag. Did that did we pick a winner? Yeah, yep, we put it on social. Oh, we mm-hmm. put it on social. Did we pick a winner for the Eagles yet? Yes. Not Oh, we did. Okay. So those two have already been given away. All right. But if you want to know who won, go on our social. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should know that we next time we should announce their names on here just to congratulate the winners. Um, but we are also giving away that um, Alexandra Accardo facial that I got. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. At $450 value, yeah. by the way, at the um, Alexandra Accardo studio in, in Huntington. Huntington. Mm-hmm. So if you want your chance to get that facial, which trust me, you do. Yeah. Long Island Tea Podcast Instagram. Okay, go there. Sign up. up. You can enter as many times as you want and tag people. Mm -hmm. This is like life changing. It is. I love it. And you
0: literally looked glowing when you (laughs) came back. Like it was amazing.
1: I mean, honestly, I love it. And I ever since then I've worn less makeup. Still to this day. I I mean, I feel like it's made a huge difference. So thank you, Alexandra Accardo. And Bree's going to be posting a bunch of stuff on. She took a, a zillion videos of my facial. And then Michael will be posting the giveaway on how to do it on Long Island Tea Podcast. So, with that, more Long Island life, let's bring on Larry the Duck. Larry the Duck. Um, Larry. I'm just going to introduce you to people, if you don't mind. Sure. First of all, is it okay if I call you Larry the Duck?
2: Yeah. that's. I, I mean, I tried to go back to Larry Dunn when I got to Sirius X7. They said, I don't know you by your real name. They only <laughs> know you by Larry the I Duck. So, yeah. stage name.
1: <laughs> well, <and> it's so <laughs> funny because I I read that you said that, and people come up to you all the time, and you just go with it. And that's literally exactly what I did to you when I saw you at the Jim Blossom's <laughs> induction at the Long Island Music Hall of Fame. You're like, hi, I'm Larry Dunn. And I'm like, Larry the Duck. <laughs> I'm so excited. But um, so, Larry, as we talked about, I'm, I'm a trans plant to Long Island. And so when I first got here, everyone talked about you and what an icon you were. Mm -hmm. So I think most people not from Long Island know you for being on Sirius XM on, uh, is it New Wave or First Wave?
2: Well, it's called First Wave. It's kind of a New Wave, new music format from the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. So we kind of keep it alive, the old LIR spirit alive.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And so First Wave, if you listen to First Wave on Sirius XM, which is a very popular channel, it's on our car all the time. Of course, I'm that generation. I'm that genre. Um, And you've been there for like 20 years, right?
2: I just celebrated my 20th anniversary on May 27th. So May 27th, 2003 was my first show. I didn't know where I was going to go. And uh, I survived the merger too, which Mm. you didn't know which way that was going to go. Because they had a channel on XM called Fred. It was on channel 44. We were on channel 22. And they ended up letting those people go and they killed the channel. So then during that time in the transition before they brought the satellites together, I was Sirius 22. XM44. And then they realigned and they put us right in the middle at 33. And then they put U2 next to us on 32. And then they put (laughs) lithium on 34. So we're kind of positioned perfectly. And then with the satellite, what they bundled the satellites together, the signal goes from Canada to Mexico, Costa Rica, all of the Caribbean and the 48 states. So basically, when I'm live, it's one feed for the country. So I have to say 5am Eastern.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. and because, you always yeah. say broadcasting from my home studio on Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> or, and sometimes you said you'll say, or Hempstead, right?
2: Well, yeah, because the studio was in beautiful downtown Hempstead. I sometimes <laughs> say we're broadcasting from the island of Long, just to kind yeah. of mix it up. Sometimes I say I'm broadcasting from Spook Central, Massapequa Park, New York, because that's where the Gilgo alleged murder, <laughs> yeah. alleged yes. murderer is. So, And I live five blocks from his house, actually. You know,
1: wow. Uh, Alyssa's from there, right? Massapequa. Yes, yeah. so Ma- she's like, not Massapequa Park. Totally different. totally different. Yeah, well,
2: you're from Massapequa, so yes. Massapequa Park is like a square within a square. Right. right? Yes. That's, that's how you define that's it. That's
1: such a Long Island thing. I saw it on TikTok. They're like, oh, the people saying Massapequa and not, you got to throw park in there. But think <laughs> know, about remember, like-
2: Yeah, but think about how famous Massapequa is, right? From Steve oh, yeah. Gutenberg, the Baldwins, oh. mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, the Stray Cats. Joey Buttafuoco, Right. And Elliot Easton from The Cars.
1: Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're gonna get into is like you're you're known today hmm. by people from all over, you know, like you said, all over the country for Sirius XM, but what people from Long Island know you as is Larry the Duck from W L I R, this incredible radio station that was in the eighties yeah. and was really in an a, a time when this kind of music was emerging. Right. Mm -hmm. And you were given a rare opportunity, I think, at the time to be able to just kind of do whatever you want.
2: Well, Kristen, to your point, I was blessed. Yeah, we were given the freedom because we weren't really hired for voice. though. I had a dreaded Long Island accent (laughs) and I had to go for two years of speech therapy to kind of clean it up. And now it doesn't matter what your accent is. But at the time they were looking for kind of a regional accent. And I was an intern at St. John's University. I wanted. I always, when I taught at St. John's, I said, you know, intern where you want to work. And I wanted to work so badly at LIR, and I got an internship my junior year. And then after my internship, which I got an A, they actually hired me in the music department, the production department. So I learned all the scopes of broadcast, you know. Paid radio, as opposed to you know radio that is college radio or nonprofit. So we were a for, for-profit, and we were actually a union station, which we don't really talk about. We were AFTRA. We were the you know the American Federation of Television and Radio Announcers. It was us and KJoy we were the only two Long Island stations that were union. So I actually, if I had six more months, I'd be vested. And uh, (laughs) not that I'm looking for that, but I was given the rare opportunity right after I graduated three weeks. I was the youngest guy on the air staff. Everyone was about 10 years older than me. And I went on the air three weeks after I graduated. I went on part time. I was scared. It was Saturday night at midnight. I was I could hear my voice cracking. I could feel the compression of the audio processing sucking in every little thing I could hear in my headphones. And it was just wow. And that was the mind bender. And that was the beginning of the journey
1: and wow what a memory yeah right I love how you can still put yourself in that moment absolutely I was just gonna just tag on to what you were saying
0: I think a lot of people don't understand that that hearing when you have these headphones on and then it's like it, it automatically intimidates you right away when you can hear yourself breathing. Yeah. And then our
1: first podcast was a hot mess. Hot mess. It was crazy. <laughs> but, um, and we, yeah, it, it never aired by the right. way. We'll we were have like to break totally. it out at some point. Oh, you got to break it out. We didn't, it out. We yeah, didn't erase on. it because it was, it was <laughs> disastrous. But you know, but yeah, you don't really know how you sound and you're listening to that, but it was such a time of music. And I was just explaining to a, a colleague, a national colleague that does podcasts uh, earlier today. And I told him I was going to have you on the show. And he's like, oh, who's I said, we'll start with, you know, Sirius XM. And I said, but locally there was this radio station and it was really transformational for so many bands Mm -hmm. at the time. And there's been documentaries about it. Dare to be different. And I mean, it's really famous. And most people nationally, they really don't understand Long Island music and the impact that Long Island music and this radio station has had on so many musicians and bands that they know today.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why 20 years ago, yesterday, we started the Long Island Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. to celebrate the Long Island artists that may have been forgotten, that may have been nationally known. I mean, even the Stray Cats, I mean, they went to England first before they even broke here. Mm -hmm. Now, we were playing them on LIR, but it was the same with Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix went to London. That famous show was June 1, 1966, and he just did a clinic, and it was like a who's who in the audience, like Clapton, Townsend, everybody. In fact, he opened with an amazing version of the Magical Mystery Tour because the album came out the day before and Lennon McCartney looked at each other and said, holy crap, and that was the beginning. And then he broke there, then broke here. And sometimes that's what we were doing here. We were breaking new music because we were really the new music station. You mm-hmm. know, People kind of pigeonholed us as, as new wave, and I'll, I'll accept that, but we were playing all genres, right? We were playing reggae and ska and punk, and I mean, not, it was the kitchen sink, you know? So a great song is a great song is a great song, no matter what the genre is. Except maybe country, but <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the country fans. I yeah. mean, I like it, but it's well, just, Well, I think know. the
0: country songs now are so different than what country was back yes. then. You know, now yeah. it's, there's rap in country. You yeah,
2: know? <laughs> yeah. In fact, a friend of mine that loves country loves the Foo Fighters now. Mm, because wow. like, uh, Times Like These, a song like yeah. that could have been kind of a, right. an advert you know, an advanced country song in a sense if, if it was done differently. Right, absolutely. But I think people pigeonhole musically. And the gift for me, when I went on the air for was that I lived it, I breathed it. We were working 20 hour days, and then I became the music director and the morning show guy at the same time. Yeah. And that's when, from my career, it exploded. Because getting to know the artists and the labels, and like Seymour Stein from Sire Records, who was the president, signed so many bands that we played, like Depeche Mode, Echo and the mm. Bunnymen, The Pretenders. I mean, he signed so many acts, and we were very close to Seymour. He had the hotline, you know. So when I did Off the Boat, which was a Sunday night import show, it was always Sunday night at 10 o'clock. And I'll explain how we got all the imports uh, from two different directions. And I would play the best of what I thought was the best of the new imports of the week. And Seymour would call me and say, who was that? I said, I don't know, is that signed? And he would sign them. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what I amazing. mean. I mean,
1: you were playing music, and it's funny, I, was, I wrote down some of the bands that were considered, quote unquote, new wave back then, new music. But we're talking NXS, The Police, New Order, B-52s, Depeche Mode, Blondie, Culture Club, Thompson Twins. Today, these are like, normal bands. Right. mm -hmm, Right. But they weren't at the time. You were helping to discover these people and literally you were getting bands discovered and signed just by playing them for the first time on the air.
2: Exactly. And so Christian, what happened this morning, I actually talked about this. I didn't know this until a week ago. So when we broke in excess, now you got to realize I left St. John's. I learned contracts because I was the concert chairman there. Alumni Hall, which is now Karnasek Arena holds 6,250 people when you seat it, which has got 150 seats more than Radio City Music Hall. So we did a lot of big bands there. And when I graduated, my, my assistant, Mike, became concert chairman. And he asked me to come back to in, introduce In Excess on the Shibushaba tour opening for Adam Ant. I didn't realize until last week that was their first performance ever in America. Wow. It was at St. John's University. And oh, I didn't, I didn't discover it's that crazy. until I looked it up. And then I said, I was the guy that introduced them. So it was that kind of feel, a breaking artist that you thought were going to go somewhere, or maybe they were one-hit wonders and they were going nowhere. But it was the song mentality because you wanted to play a great song because in those days, if they didn't like the station, they hit the button. They hit mm-hmm. the button, right? So you had to make sure they didn't hit the button. Mm-hmm. So it better be good <laughs> right? or off it goes. So.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's so cool that you were doing... I read this, I'm- I don't know if this is true, Larry. Was U2's first concert... At Lido Beach?
2: No, the, the the last night of the second tour, October for U2, that was in Lido Beach at the Malibu nightclub. The first performance of U2, you ready for this? Yeah. Was actually at the Ritz, which is now called Webster Hall, mm. right after October of 20, wait, right after October of 1980, when the Boy album came out, and they opened for Susie and the Banshees. The next night, they played Stony Brook University. So, I only Amazing. discovered that because with Jim Faith and the Great South Bay Music Festival, so for Island Federal, I did the fifteen magical musical moments in Long Island history. And that was number seven, was you two playing Stony Brook University. That was their second performance in America. And, A lot of I people mean, didn't know that.
1: This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And when you see this documentary Dare to be different, you know, bands that would never have found another place because other radio stations were playing what the record companies told them to play. And you, the gift you were given is that, was it your, your originally music director? And he just said, do whatever you want.
2: It was Dennis McNamara, the program director. Okay. Dennis had the final say. The music director was kind of like number two and would make the recommendations, you know, like in a university of provost and the president, right? So the mm-hmm. provost is running academics. The president is like the man or the woman. <laughs> and Devin, Dennis had the final say. I would make the recommendations. And the way we got the imports were twofold. One was Dutch East Trading, which was in Rockville Center. They got a lot of imports in from around the world. And the second is Dennis went to London and cut a deal with Rough Trade Records. And every Thursday, they shipped a box of new records unsigned or signed, and it went same day Heathrow to JFK. My staff met the box, and we tell this in the movie, in New Wave Dare to Different, that Ellen did a great job, I think, of piecing it together, and then I would listen to it Thursday night, and then once I found a record with a magic marker handwriting on the white label, it wasn't even signed, it said M-A-R-R-S, and it was Pump Up the Volume and i called dennis i said holy crap we have something here and we played it and i remember i used to spin at the melbourne nightclub every saturday night on the air live in the club no delay no bathroom break no commercial break i go from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I played it for the dance floor, and the dance floor. I played it three times that night. It was it was just incredible. And I still played it on off the boat on Sunday night. And then we were playing it starting Monday, and we had to drop the call letters in the middle of the song so people wouldn't copy it and try to rebroadcast it, which, by the way, is illegal. You're not supposed to do that. Right. Wow. It's
1: so funny. I was just listening to Howard Stern also on Sirius, and it's funny. I became a Sirius subscriber when Howard Stern went from terrestrial radio to Sirius, and then the merger happened, and XM was bigger at the time, right? right? And then Howard kind of made it Sirius XM and I was listening to him the other day and he said the radio music hall of fame just came out. Are you in that?
2: No, I'm not. That
1: is criminal. First of all, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to change that. I mean, <laughs> we're going to write to Howard. Yeah. Just, well, just <laughs> <several> <laughs> Long was going to write to the radio music hall of fame yeah. because that is crazy. Mm. But they were talking about radio stations that would drop their call letters in the middle of the songs. And they were they were like, like because they just didn't care if you were like uh, the integrity. They would just drop it in. But now you know because people would record them mm-hmm. and take and them because re- there was no other place to get them. Yeah,
2: We and, had the only yeah. copy.
1: Yeah, and it was called Off the Boat because they would just get them from international markets. That's crazy. Yeah. Right? Which is I, so cool.
2: I was on the air with Howard. It was in January 2009. And uh, it's a great story on how I ended up being on it because we had never met. He grew up in Roosevelt. I grew up in Merrick. Lou Reed grew up in Freeport, so there was this little triangle, right? And I, I knew Lou Reed, but I didn't know Howard. And we all, Like, Boy Gary was an intern at LIR. That's why he's in the movie, right? And one day, he actually talked on the air about his biggest regrets in his life. And one of his biggest regrets was not working at LIR. Dennis passed on him twice. In uh. fact, I found his audition tape in Studio B, in a cabinet. Because oh if you ended up in the cabinet, that meant... You know, just erase it and use it for a commercial. Oh wow. And Gary said, You found it? I said, Yeah. He said, Did you keep it? I said, No, I wasn't that way. I you know, I wasn't like gonna You didn't hoard. keep it? No, I didn't. I don't even know what happened to the tape. Oh that's
1: oh. that's another that's that is that's yeah gut crushing right there because I mean I'm sure Howard would want that
2: probably and he's so nice and so gracious when I met him because I was actually at the time I was a publisher of magazines I was working on multi-channel news broadcasting cable variety at that time and I was on the red eye coming back so I didn't hear him on the air but my phone lit up like a Christmas tree and my friend said Howard was just talking about you I'm like why Mm -hmm. and they said because he never worked at LIR and he always admired me as a DJ. And I was like, what? (laughs) No. And they said, yeah. And then I got to my office after taking a shower and my assistant said, I got Lisa G on the phone. Lisa used to be on Hot 97 and she was doing Howard News. And I said, hey, Lisa, how's it going? She goes, "Larry, do I have your permission to put you on the air? I said, yeah, it's okay. (laughs) And she recorded me for Howard News and then asked me my reaction, what I thought. So Gary said, why don't you come up and meet Howard? So I went up. And it was interesting because I went into a green room with a girl with a thong on. It was, like, this February. <laughs> it sounds like Howard Stern. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't surprise And you. she was a nice February. girl. And she's, like, signing these papers, like, I give my consent to videotape, blah, 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 and I start signing the same stuff. Now, I think I'm just going in during the commercial break. And I go in during the commercial break, and Gary brings me in, and Howard stands up with this big grin. He goes, hey, man, great to meet you. I said... Great to meet me. Great to meet you. You know, <laughs> I said, you know, we grew up in towns next to each other. We had friends in common. The only thing that separated us was, was the Meadowbrook Parkway. Right. That's really what <laughs> right. it, yeah. Sure, right. And we just had a nice chat, and then I hear 30 seconds to air. And he goes, hey, man, great meeting you. I said, great meeting you, too. And I walk out, and I go, wow, that was wild. And then the music, and I hear, hey, now. And then he comes on, and he's got, what's his name? Um, he, uh, the heavy set guy. That was, oh, uh, um,
1: the, the Artie?
2: Artie Lang. Mm-hmm. So, him and Artie come on the air, and I was in a blazer. I was in a tie. And Howard goes, Hey, you know who that dude was? And he goes, Who, that sales guy? <laughs> and I said, He goes, That was Larry the Duck. He goes, Get that boy out of here. <laughs> I said, He goes, You want to meet him? And I see Gary going, Get in here, get in here. And you see me, I have a tape of it on DVD where I put the headphones on and I go and stand at the stand up mic, and my right leg is shaking oh. because I didn't expect to be on the air with Howard. And we just had this great conversation. For about 15 minutes, I got to meet Robin, talk to Robin, and Artie started making fun of me. He goes, maybe I should be Artie the elephant, you know, and then they all started going around the room that they should all use animal names for themselves. So fun. That's and,
1: funny. But That's it was a, a great That's a good impersonation experience. of Artie, by the way, that you even do as a <laughs> and everything. That's really good. That's really good. But, you know, I think, again, people don't realize, they think of Long Island music, Billy Joel. Mariah yeah. Carey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these alternative bands and these these places that you had the privilege of, you know, coming up my father's place. Oh. Yeah. This is a venue that still exists today. I don't know, do they still play music there?
2: Well, Epi the, after the club closed, he took my father's place to different venues including the Roslyn Hotel. Right. Yes. And he finally brought it to a couple of other restaurants. Um so it lives as a brand, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really have a true home anymore. But I lived in there because every Tuesday night LIR would do a free radio concert at eight o'clock, because we had these T1 lines that went right into the club. So we would, whatever the band was, like Squeeze for the first time, you know, we had them, or The Police for the first time on the Outlander's more tour. Because in those days, the business model was, there was tour support. This is before MTV, and the tour support money would help the bands that really were one-off bands or just started, and this was the record label's way of trying to invest in the future if they thought the band was worthy. So the police had tour support, you know, Squeezed it, and what happened was when MTV launched in August of 81, the tour support budget turned into the video budget. And that hurt people like Epi because he was able to siphon off some of that tour support. He benefited from the record labels and what they were doing to help some of these bands. So we would have the bands there, wait, 800 people, and they'd get free tickets. They'd have to win them, and they'd join us, and then we broadcast it live on the air, on LIR, with no delay.
1: <laughs> well, and so I have another myth about that that I wanted to ask you if yeah. it was true or not. So. You know, you had you guys changed your format and you became new wave and you were like launching all of these bands, which was really cool. But then you had to, in that process, kind of drop a couple of people that you really liked and you couldn't play that kind of music anymore. And one of those people is Long Island icon, Billy Joel. And what I heard was, and I don't know if this is true, but the rumor is, is that when he wrote the song, it's still rock and roll to me. That was kind of him trying to get back on the state on the station. It's true. Wow, is it really? Yeah, oh it's my about him trying to get back on LIR because they w- wouldn't play his music. That's yeah. incredible.
2: Even when Bruce Springsteen did Dancing in the Dark, um, they created a dance mix of it. And I said to Dennis, I said, "Why do we shock people and just put it on the air and see what happens?" And we did. Now the record labels thought we added the song. It was a big deal if a record label saw that L.I.R. added a song, because the way Lisa tells it in the movie, if you broke on L.I.R., you broke nationally. So we started playing Dancing in the Dark, and then Dennis and I said, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> and, and then we thought about Billy, because, yeah, he did write that song thinking, you know, New Way, punk is all still rock and roll to me. So... <laughs> And he did, and unfortunately, we didn't play it. And <laughs> still, oh, wow!
1: But yeah. we still love
2: Billy. Um, yeah, a
1: little. We talk about celebrity on this show. Larry, did you hear that UBS Arena just announced today that Billy Joel is going to be the New Year's Eve?
2: Yeah, first show? time on Long Locked Island in, in five years. I love I it. Nice. Saw that news day this morning. Yeah, are you going to go? I guess. Yeah. I mean, Billy,
1: I, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the last
2: show at the Coliseum mm-hmm. when um who's the comedian that he's very close to came out on stage and sang with him. Oh he was in um King of Queens. Oh uh, Kevin James. Kevin yeah. James. Yeah. Um that was a great show. Yeah. The last show. And he did then he did the first show. I went to the second show at the Coliseum where the pretenders opened up for Stevie Nicks. Oh. And that was the last night of the Pretenders on tour that year. And um, they actually surprised Stevie Nicks. They were on their way to JFK, and they came out and surprised her, and they did a song together, and then they went to the airport. So
1: These stories are so cool, right? And that's just one more shout-out to the Long Island Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame that you helped to create, right? When Art-
2: well, I joined the board joined about 12 board? years ago. It's really Norm Preslin. And Jim Faith, that were the co-founders of it. And yesterday was the 20th anniversary of his formation.
1: And Ernie Canadeo, who is our mutual friend, and he was our very first guest on this podcast, by the way. Instrumental and so dedicated to that that attraction and facility. They have big news coming up. We're always teasing it. And that's where I met you at the induction of the Jim Blossoms, which was so fun. But it's, you know, there are so many artists, you know, from Long Island. You know, Twisted Sister, Oyster Cult. The yeah. guy, the drummer from Oyster Cult was at the induction. And I was just like, just hanging out, cool, like no big. <laughs> and they started
2: uni- at Stony Brook University a soft white underbelly. That was oh, the name of their band wow. when they were in college.
1: I, I, thank goodness they didn't go there. Mm-hmm. I like Oyster Cult <laughs> yeah, better. I don't know so what that Oh, is. yeah, no, no. Blue Oyster Cult is, is a Blue lot Oyster better. Blue Oyster Cult, yeah. Yeah,
2: so. and Ernie's doing a great job as chairman. You know, He's done a lot from the business side, you know, securing sponsorships and things like that. So we've kind of... As a board, I think we've elevated it to the next level. We rebranded it, added the word and entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So we can
1: include mm -hmm. comedians because there are so many comedians from here. But yeah, Ernie was telling me, because I was going to go see Bruce Springsteen Mm -hmm. at UBS, and he was like, oh, I remember when he was opening for somebody right before he broke big, and he got on there and just started singing, and everybody went wild. And I'm like, you guys that are part of this genre of music, back when it was almost like pure, right? So. These days, it's social media. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's what
0: I was going to ask you, what do you see now, like the difference, as opposed to listening to good old-fashioned radio? Now everything is...
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I think radio with consultants has become homogenized. I'm saying outside the satellite platform. Mm-hmm. The streaming services, I think. I'm also on WDARE.FM, Dare FM. I'm on the afternoon there. And um, it's pretty much LIR with a twist of new music too. But I think that it's so harmonious that uh, it's vanilla to me Mm -hmm. the way, and it's a shame because we were breaking artists. We were like what we called A&R in radio. We were artists in repertoire, right? So you have A&R guys at labels and all they do is try to find the next golden nugget of Mm -hmm. a band, Mm -hmm. right? And when you speak to LIR, I was there for both periods before we changed the format in August of 82, and when we were a progressive rock station. So I spent three years under that belt. And it was interesting, if you remember, since, since you mentioned Bruce Springsteen, when he played CW Post, that was an LIR broadcast. And that's where the, when he said, um, you know, hey, uh, uh, but they did the Santa Claus song. You know, right. you yes. know.
1: The, the Santa Claus, yeah. yes. the saxophone. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, I love that. Christmas. Yeah. Santa Claus has come to town. Yeah. Yes, right? mm-hmm.
2: so that was an L.I.R. broadcast. That's from the broadcast. That that's, song, wow. that song mm-hmm.
1: that is on my every year music list because it's iconic. Yes. The live exactly. version. That was. I mean, that's. There is so much incredible history of music on Long Island, and mm-hmm. you are such a big part of that. So we are like so honored that <laughs> oh, you absolutely. joined the show. I'm and honored to be here. I literally was like just fangirling you when i met you <laughs> i was like oh my gosh it's larry the duck i have one more question before you yeah. go um, did you also hear the celebrity news that the Rolling Stones are coming out with a new album?
2: So today's Wall Street Journal actually had an article and I saw Variety broke it yesterday because I still get all the Variety push products that it's their first new album in 18 years. And if you go to the Wall Street Journal there's a picture of like Mick and Keith and, and man, they look aged and Ron Wood. Um, and they talk about the process of this album. So if you look at today's Wall Street Journal, it's, it's a really good article.
1: Wow. And so how do you feel about it?
2: Well, I mean, good for them, man. I, you know, the quote in the article, because Jimmy Fallon did an interview with them, and he says in the interview, in the Wall Street Journal article this morning, he says, there's no other band that can do what you do, and there's no other band that can duplicate anything that you have accomplished and they were humbled by that, you know? Oh. Do you remember when Mick Jagger was on Saturday Night Live with Jimmy Fallon and they were impersonating each other in front of the mirror? <laughs> yes, do you remember that's that?
1: so funny. That yes. was one of the funniest
2: skits I ever that saw. Yeah. Funny. and yeah. they And they both lost it. Like, you know, yeah, they did the rehearsal been, like, yeah. at 8.30 and then they do it live at 11.30 and they both lost it. They <laughs> It's It's like one of those things that, you know, these things pop in my head, then they go away. They pop Mm -hmm. in my head, they go away.
1: Well, they've, you know, we'll see if they've still got it, but you've definitely still got it. Absolutely. And we still love listening to you. So we can still tune into you on Sirius XM uh, on the new wave is it new wave or first wave? Well, it's, first, it's wave. first wave. So I'm
2: on Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern, and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. And what
1: number channel is that? 33. 33, yeah. and I love that. And so, and thank you for coming on. Oh, uh, thank you, Chris. Clearly, your passion for uh, music is wonderful, and and that was just a golden era when people that really loved music, like you and like Howard Stern, really appreciated the artists and the bands, and were able to help really make those people famous and for the rest of us to enjoy. So Yeah, I hope it's you all feel about like the music. Legacy.
2: Yeah, and I'm humbled by it, too. I don't really, you know, there are DJs out there that let it get to their head, and I'm just, I, I prescribe to the philosophy of intellectual humility, like mm-hmm. keeping your mind open. Even if you don't agree with the opinion, just keep your mind open to it. And I think being the only New Yorker, Long Islander, and I say I broadcast from Long Island every day. Because everyone from my channel is from Los Angeles, which is cool. The one thing I will say, my last thing, is that I always wanted to go on stage in Los Angeles. My my bucket list was like to say four words. Good evening, Los Angeles. And I did that about five years ago on the Microsoft stage, the Microsoft Theater stage where they do the Emmys and the Oscars. It was a big 80s show, and Richard Blade brought me out there. And I have to tell you, the, the cheer, and there were people in that audience from LIR with LIR T-shirts on. In wow. Los Angeles. How and that's How do we, get, how the do we impact? get one of those
1: t-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> that's <what we laughs> I know. You um, are the best. Thank you so much. You're a true Long Island icon, and we're proud to know you. Thank you for Thanks, having Larry. me. Thanks, Larry.
2: Thank you. Thank Energy. you both.
1: Okay, Sharon, the energy, his energy, his passion, everything that he brought, his memory. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Felt like we were there with him the whole time. I was like, oh, I could talk to him. He'll definitely be back, I think. But what a great show. We're going to end it on that note because we have nothing else to add that could (laughs) could top that. Make sure you leave us a review. Five stars. You get $5 off merch. And follow us on Long Island Tea Podcast. If you have something you want to share with us, spill the tea right? Is yeah. it spill the, spill tea, the tea at discoverlongisland.com discover Island. or that. Yeah. you can call us through Instagram. Right. Leave us a voicemail Leave and maybe we'll, voicemail. we'll play it. Thanks guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week.
2: The Long Island Tea Podcast is brought to you by Discover Long Island. For exclusive access to contests and promotions, follow the Long Island Tea Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And for questions, comments, and collaborative inquiries, email spillthetea@discoverlongisland.com. at discoverlongisland.com.